Welcome in to the Sacramento Kings Outsiders. The Kings are officially in the foxhole. Uh, oh, hell no, you didn't. <laughs> they have lost three straight games and it has not looked good. No, so no. I just have one, one question for you, dude. What's up, bro? What the fox, man? Oh, my gosh, bro. Yeah, you're on. Yeah, you've you been hanging out with Mark Jackson? Mark Jones? My bad, Mark Jones. <laughs> Damn, I fucked that up. Mark Jones. Mark Jones. Anyway, bro, yeah. This this is, I mean, it's bad right now. Like you said, they had those three wins that were kind of ugly, and now these three losses that are super ugly. Just got done watching this Raptors game, and there was no type of defense. Like, the defense, it just, it, it's it, it's hurtful to watch, bro. Like, guys get to the rim so easily, and then it seems like the Kings, all they want to do is shoot threes when they're really not even equipped for that. So, it's just overall, the best I could explain is frustrating. Frustrating to watch. Yeah, super yeah. frustrating. But it's the same as earlier in the season. I would say that a lot of people thought that firing Luke Walton was going to solve all the issues. But you got to change up this roster. You got to do something because it's been ugly. They they won three straight. <clears throat> they beat the Clippers with Paul George. They beat the Magic uh, 130 to 142, which I personally don't really consider a win because that game was so ugly. There's no defense play the, the whole game. <laughs> I mean, you, you let Orlando score 130 points on you. I think they averaged like 100 points for the season. <laughs> and then before that, they beat the Clippers – uh, without Paul George, 124-115. And now they beat the Hornets. Actually, they lost to the Hornets, and they were missing, what, like five, six guys? LaMelo was out. Um, I think they, lo- they were missing their whole entire starting lineup except Bridges. And I think Hayward played, right? Yeah, Hayward was there. So Bridges and Hayward pretty much beat the Kings by one. Uh, they Martin, lost to Cleveland. Coach Martin did. Yeah, then, then they go and uh, lose to Cleveland Cavaliers, which uh, Cavs are actually a pretty good team this year. I would to say, honest, but I didn't think I had no faith going into that game, bro. Because a they had just got done with that ugly ass dragged out loss to the to Charlotte, so I knew they were going to be drained. And then, like, it's also a really bad matchup because. The the Cavs run that three big lineup with three bigs that are playing hella good this year, and that's like the Kings' main weak spot. They can they can't stop bigs for shit, and they're not rebounding well at all. So, yeah, I think I texted you before the game, right? That Moby was going to have a huge game. Yeah, and I responded saying all three of them dudes is going to have a big game. Yes, I mean we've been saying since last year that the bigs on the Kings is the weak spot. So, I mean, you go and face a team like that, you're obviously going to lose. And the, the final score was 117 to 103, but really they were, they were pretty much blown out. It should have been like 80 to 117. 
it was really the the bench that came in and kind of brought him back in. Well, yeah, I mean, Cleveland had so much wig room to give up. Like they were like because they were by thirty in the first half, so it was like we could take the night off, you know. And then they yeah, came. So- I want to say they brought it back to within what, like eight. There, I think I think it was they brought already six, and I was like, "Man, there we go!" And then they just had a couple. The thing is, what was pissing, what was so frustrating about that was like they were getting good stops, honestly, on defense in that game. Mitchell was like in the zone, you know, he was looking like he was really putting out that effort, kind of looking like he did in the pre preseason and summer league and stuff, just like getting in them dudes. And he forced a couple of turnovers on Garland and. Somebody else, I can't remember it, but like every time the Kings would come back up the floor, they would blow the blow the basket. So it was like a good couple minute stretch with no buckets, and then after that, Rubio, Ricky Rubio, hit a couple daggers, and it was over after that. Yeah, and then tonight's game. What'd you see in tonight's game? <laughs> they lost one twenty four one hundred one to the Toronto Raptors. Uh, I stopped watching, like, <laughs> in the fourth, to be honest, because it was just ugly. Like, when when this dude – I don't even know his first name, to be honest. Watanabe, when this dude started going off, I'm like, nah, I'm cool. I'm done watching this. Um, But, yeah, like, they didn't look very good on offense, really. It was just <clears throat> Fox – and uh, Lynn, for a couple stretches, was getting some buckets, but even then, like sloppy ones, you know. And um, they were playing small AF, dude. Like they don't really have a true big. And they were there was a lot of the game I was watching was Boucher matched up with Lynn, and I'm like, he should be killing this dude down low. He should be getting all the boards. And yeah, he really wasn't. He was like struggling to get buckets, so. While he was like the second leading scorer, I think he still looked sloppy. But I mean, I already alluded to it. But the main thing that was just just like hard to watch was the defense. Like they were just getting blown by on the three point line, and dudes were just going to the rack like it was nothing. So, yeah, and, it's the story of the season, right? Yeah, and it's always kind of turning the knife a little bit when you see Gary Trent Jr. go out there and just dump on the Kings because, I mean, you know, Kings fans know. That was a project they gave up on too early, I think. On Gary Trent? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's that happens a lot with Sacramento. It's not just him. Right. But he's a good example of it. Yeah, I saw a bunch of people complaining that. Something that we've been bringing up all season and still happening is uh, Tyrese Halliburton just passing up shots still. Not taking enough shots. I saw a stat. I think that um, Damian Jones took more shots than he did. Man, yeah, Damian Jones was looking aggressive, and that was one of the things I really didn't get either. Was like <clears throat> with with Boucher is like he can kind of suck Len out a little bit because Boucher could, he's not like an outstanding three point shooter, but he could shoot the three, and he can also get to the rack because dude's lanky AF. 
And I was thinking you should have Damien matched up with him more so he's not getting so Lynn's not getting blown by. And and Damien was really out there hustling, but I mean they were just they were just they were packing the paint when Damien was in and every time I seen this dude going for a rebound, it was like two or three dudes trying to box him out. And the Kings were just jacking up ugly shot after ugly shot, so there was really nothing he could do to get bored. Yeah. Um I feel like Damien should just be playing more minutes. I think I'd say at the beginning of the year, right? That I kind of hoping he was a backup. Yeah, I'm not, not sure. I'm not sure what you said, but I definitely agree. Like, I don't understand what the point was of re-signing him. And, like, he played pretty good, you know? He put in the effort at the end of last year, so. Yeah, when he gets minutes, he makes an impact. So I have no no idea why he's not getting more minutes. Yeah, I think obviously the the glaring need is like another forward, but the, beyond that, I think for sure the center rotation is super ugly right now. Like I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. They're just switching too much, and like the guys that they're playing aren't really being effective. And <clears throat> excuse me, I get trying to like switch up to get the matchup you want, but. You have to have like some type of consistency to keep dudes in the groove, you know, and that really hasn't been there. So at first, yeah. I, was, I was really liking the Tristan Thompson thing for like the leadership aspects and stuff, but I think it's safe to say now that that's kind of like not working. So I'm curious yeah. to see what kind of value he would have in the on the trade market. I think I said it last podcast, right? But he's kind of like a chihuahua, just all bark but no bite. Like he's, he's always yelling, screaming when he gets in there, but uh, he just doesn't really produce while he's in there. I mean, he gets rebounds, but besides that, like he just has sloppy games. Yeah, I never realized before. Like I, I always knew he was a really good rebounder, but watching him with the Kings, like he gets boards and then he does stupid shit. I'm like. As a vet, you should be making smarter decisions. Like, he'll get a really nice board over two guys, and then he has terrible positioning, and he just goes back up and, like, whiffs the fuck out of the layup. And I'm like, dude, you had two guys wide open on the arc. You know? So, yeah. I don't know. Has he always had terrible core vision like that? Yeah, he's been pretty bad. He needs to play with, like, a Chris Paul or a freaking – Rondo or something to be that is most effective, I think. Yeah, I feel like he he's not going to be around for much longer in the league. In the league, yeah. Mm. Just because there's like the bigs coming up, like they could do the same stuff and they're smarter, younger, and cheaper. Yeah, I wonder if he. I wonder if if Toronto would have any interest in him. Since their big lineups have been pretty, I mean, since. Like, their situation with Big is pretty ass, and he's from Canada and played for their national team and stuff. I wonder if they'd want him. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, the other team that I'm sure is desperate for it Big is it's got to be Charlotte. Yeah, but I don't think Tristan fits that. Don't they, have, they have Plumney, right? <clears throat> yeah, but that dude's been pretty terrible this year, which has caught me off guard. I thought he was going to be a really good – a really good match for that team, but he looks old and he's been like either sick or hurt or something for a good portion of the season. 
Yeah, so we were talking about Tyrese earlier. This dude only took two shots all game. In 22 minutes, this dude took two shots. Really? He was one and two, hit one three-pointer, two rebounds, four assists, a steal, two blocks, and a turnover. That's ugly. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone can agree that this dude has not been aggressive enough, which is irritating. But yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like, I don't know if he's just worried about going, like, making dumb decisions and looking bad or what. Yeah, I just don't think that's really his game. I think he's more like of a like hockey assist type of guy or like a. I wouldn't even say like getting assists, just like starting starting um, the play type of player. I don't know though. He had a lot of big baskets last year. Like I'd like to see him shoot more. I don't. I'm not expecting the dude to be Bradley Beal, but come on, like take some damn shots. Well, he did, but that was versus other teams' benches, right? <laughs> now he's going up against uh, the first teams, so it's looking harder for him. Yeah, which is. I mean, it's not. That's like that's not an issue though. When you're open, when you're passing up open shots, like it's not because he's playing against stars. It's because. You know, something else. Not sure yeah, what. He's also not – he's getting open shots, but they're also not in the corner like last year. Remember we talked about uh, last year, most a lot of his threes came from the corner three. I think he shot like, what, 45% in the corner. So uh, the team's probably scouted that out, and now they leave him open, but like at the angle. <clears throat> so maybe that's why he's hesitating. Man, I'm actually looking at this box score now. That's Tristan Thompson only played 12 minutes, and dude had 11 points and seven rebounds. I mean, that's something. But freaking Harrison Barnes had a horrible night. Honestly, like, I think a good portion of the blame of this game getting so out of hand has to be on Barnes. Dude was one of nine and one of five from three. And he kind of got blown up a couple of times by their forwards. Well, he was guarding Siakam. Who was he guarding? Uh, for portions, he was. I feel like he. I feel like for a good amount of time, he was guarding um, Banton. And let me see who they had to switch. Yeah, because Boucher was playing center, Siakam was playing like power forward. Scott, him and Scotty Barnes were kind of like going back and forth. I can't remember now who he was guarding. Because it was it was it was Bagley on Barnes, on Scotty Barnes, I mean. So maybe he was maybe he was um, guarding Siakam. Yeah, this is a pretty. It is a pretty bad game for him. He's been pretty consistent all year, though. For Harrison, I mean. Somewhat, yeah. Obviously not this game. And he didn't look very good the other night either against uh, Charlotte. So what, you think it's just repeating what happened last year? It's <laughs> just a super hot start and then it's falling off? I don't know. I don't want to say that. I hope not. We'll see. Maybe. I mean, Still he is just early. coming. Huh? 
it's still pretty early in the season. Yeah, and he is just coming back from injury, so got to give him the benefit of the doubt. But so I mean, right? Seems like the last couple of games. Yeah, but is there anything else that you saw during the game that you want to touch on, or on today's game? Yeah. <clears throat> um, I'm trying to think. Uh, more well. I mean, as far as Kings go, not really. Bagley. Bagley looked all right. Sometimes he irritates me when he's like at the elbows and he gets. It seems like he's a little out of control trying to go to the basket. But he's pretty good about getting his own rebound if he needs to. That's one thing I'll give him credit for. This kid, this kid Banton on the Raptors though, I like him. If they if they were gonna make a trade with the Raptors, I would definitely consider taking a look at him. Banton. Yeah, I have no idea what his first name is offhand. Didn't, yeah, I don't fucking know, but <clears throat> three field goal percentage as a team was forty percent, sixty-seven percent from the three free throw line. And they had 17 turnovers as opposed to eight for the Raptors. We actually out-rebounded them, which was really saying something. Man, yeah, you got to take care of the damn rock. Yeah, so it's just one of those games. I mean, you just forget about it pretty much. It's just another... Just another game in the season, pretty much. It's just, it's the same old Kings. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure at this point what to blame it on. Like, at first they looked good. Like at first they really did look good with um, with the change of coaching. But now, yep. I'm not sure what they're doing. It it really seems like a lack of effort, which I don't normally like to say because. Like, I understand these dudes are get tired and everything, and, like, they got other shit going on, too, so you never really know what the deal is. But it just doesn't seem like they're that committed right now. Yeah, but I think it just might be the roster construction. Like, their pieces just don't fit. Like, it's time to just blow it up. You think? <laughs> yeah. Like, completely? Point. We're at the point where... I don't know if you go full on tank, but you have to try to get like an actual superstar or all-star at least on the team and go from there. I mean, that'd be what... nice, but those type of players aren't easy to get. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to have to trade Fox in order to get that type of player. But at some point, I mean, the Kings haven't made the playoffs in what, 16 years, 15, 16 years? At some point, like, you have to do something different, you know? You yeah. can't just keep... You can't just keep getting the 10th pick and... And... Like, expect another Halliburton or another Mitchell to pop up. Like, that's, like, the worst spot to be in in the middle of the pack. You either have to tank super bad or you have to go out and trade for... Some type of all-star type player. I mean, there are some teams that can do it, but probably not the damn 
not this damn team. <clears throat> like Spurs have been able to do shit like that and dubs and stuff, but oh no, man. I think they probably should have blown it up around the time that, like, really blown it up when they got rid of Boogie. Instead of going, buddy. Well, I mean, he was only in his. He, that was what is. I mean, he would just barely got in the league, so that could you could still blow it up and have a guy, you know, that young. Like that's part of the youth movement. But any other guy that they had that was considered a vet, they should have dumped and just try to consolidate picks. Yeah. Now, like, they have enough pieces that they've drafted in, like, the last three or four years that I don't think they could really blow it up, like, effectively. You know, between the low, like, little value that these guys have. Basically, you're, the most value you're going to have for trades is going to be guys that you just drafted in the last couple of years. So, like, you're going to blow it up with guys that you just drafted and then, what, use all those picks to redraft and brand new guys and just – assume that they're going to be able to play into a playoff team in their first contract? <laughs> Highly doubt it, because they're still not going to be a destination for free agents. Like, that's not going to change just because they blew it up. So, I don't know. And I don't really love the... <clears throat> I don't really love the idea of... of uh, trading Fox, either. Like... I'm not sure... I think there's enough guys that are between either the teams ready to rebuild or the guy, like the player themselves, disgruntled that like they could get an impact player right now for a pretty reasonable deal. And if that doesn't turn it around, then at the deadline, which one is the deadline this year? The trade deadline? Yeah. Um, I believe it's like beginning towards the beginning of February, right? So yeah, that's what I'm. I'll thinking. look at it real quick. If so, at this at this mini deadline, like not really, but that the December fifteenth mark when all these guys are able to trade, like I would really yeah. make an effort to try to trade for like one or two guys that you think can make a real difference, and then see where the team's at come the deadline, and then if yeah, the, so the deadline is on February tenth, uh, three p.m. February tenth. If you're not at least in the in the plans or whatever, you know, like blow that shit up. Yeah, because right but now, at the same still... time, yeah. But if you do that, like, don't you think the assets that you get are gonna be like uh, watered down some? What do you mean? Like, say you trade away some some of your good players for a, a player like that, and then when once the trade deadline comes, don't you think like it would be better to have the pieces that you traded away? than it would be to have that player that you traded for. I think that's the case with what you're saying with trading like Fox. But what, like if trade him now? Huh? What do you mean? Yeah, trading Fox. Like who are you saying trade Fox for? No, like you're saying like trade some other the other pieces to get like a I'm saying dump all the vets. Like dump guys like if you can get anything, like get a couple of second rounders for Tristan. Uh, uh, whatever, even if it's just a second rounder or just like a, a role player for for Harkless and like probably even Lynn. At this point, I'd even care. I'd even consider trading Holmes. And then any of the guys, any of the young guys that haven't played, like any G leaguers, ditch them because they're obviously not committed to those guys. And then field calls on 
on Barnes, you know. But for me, like, still, I know a lot of people aren't agreeing with this at this like at this point with how shitty they've been playing the last couple weeks. But I still wouldn't want to ditch Halliburton, Fox, or or Dave Young. You wouldn't. I wouldn't want to unless it was just like an outstanding deal. Because I feel like that's you're really gonna lose value in those guys on especially. Especially Halliburton and Divion, like on rookie contracts, haven't even gotten a chance to prove themselves. Like, you're gonna trade that for a guy making thirty mil or whatever, and then screw yourself even more. Like, consolidate your your payroll into even fewer guys. Yeah, that, well, that brings that us to of their own. That brings us to a comment on uh, Bleacher Report. Oh, Jimmy Christmas. <laughs> JBN23, Kings have a backlog at point guard and feel like this team isn't gelling because of it. Have to trade one for a wing or a big. So, I mean, that's kind of what you just touched on. So, you don't think that they need to trade one of those one of those guards? No, not really. I mean, most good teams ha- have three good guards, you know? Like they're not, they don't have to all start. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but at the same time, like the teams that you're talking about, the two other guards are like elite type of guards, you know. And I don't think the Kings have that. I mean, they have like Fox is pretty good. But I, I wouldn't call him elite. And then Alec Burton's just not there yet, especially being super passive this year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and this guy's not wrong. I mean, you do have to get a wing. You have to get a big. We've, when it comes to big, we've talked about it over and over that Rashawn, like he's a solid player, but he's just not big enough. And just as size, <laughs> like they say, size matters. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you have to get, you have to get a big that can set the screens and and also uh, get the rebounds. And be a presence because Rashawn, I mean, your last – well, I haven't checked it recently, but you were dead last in opponents' uh, points in the paint. I'm sure it hasn't really changed much because yeah. nobody's afraid to attack him, you know? Right, yeah. You're like attacking a power forward out there. Honestly. Honestly, yeah. And that's why I wish we had more of like – like uh, what's the word? Not in, I mean intimidating, yeah. But a guy like a more of a presence at power forward, like someone who could step in and help in the paint, you know, like really deter guys from going and just trying to do- trying to fucking dog uh, Holmes or whatever centers in there, whenever because it's like a big body there to help. But you know, power forward is really honest, honestly another weakness, especially defensively. So, yeah, it's supposed to be Bagley, but he just hasn't. He hasn't lived up to the hype. Never defensively, like he's never been. He's never he. Ever since he's been NBA, like he's never been a promising defensive prospect. So that's certainly not going to change now. I don't think. I, I'll give it to him that he has looked like he's stepped up a little bit the last couple of games, but I'll still try to ditch him. And I'm kind of over my. I'm trying. I'm. I'm kind of over my like newfound confidence in Buddy, because 
it's been people have been bringing up like how he's been all chipper after games and shit after losses. He doesn't seem bothered, and he like goes up to the other team and like you know brown nosing and shit. And then the thing with Solomon Hill on top on uh, Twitter or whatever the fuck and. And then I really looked at the numbers, and he hasn't been shooting that good, you know? Like, certain games he goes off, and that's super important at times to have a microwave like that. But I'd rather have, like, a Terrence Ross type of guy that well, can do can do more. And his, I mean... Well, he's been pretty consistent all year, though, I would say. Just besides, like, the last four or five games, he's been in a little slump. But I think, was it against the Cavs? He's one of the main reasons why they came back. I didn't. Wa- I didn't get a chance to watch much of today's game because, I mean, right now I'm working like twelve, thirteen hour days, so it's kind of hard to catch the game. I'm about to pull up his numbers. Dude's not even. Dude's not even shooting thirty five percent from three. For the year. Yeah. And from the field, guess if you had to guess, what do you think this dude will be shooting from the field? Like forty four, forty five percent. No. Hell no. What? 38. And that's what, like, when I saw that, I was like, what? That bad? Like, it doesn't seem like it, you know? But that, yeah, he's having a bad year. But also, I'd say, if you look at the other guards, I'd say it's probably pretty similar, if not worse, right? I'll look right now. I don't know for sure. Terrence Davis was like what in the eighteen percentages. <laughs> oh, we're not even we're not even gonna go there. <laughs> but recently he's been a lot better. He's just not. He's just, he's like Buddy, but even like worse than Buddy. Better defensively, more streaky. Way more streaky. Um, field goal percentage for Fox is forty-five. Three-point percentage twenty-seven. Um, let me look at how I know De- Devion's numbers were pretty bad for a minute, but he but over the last couple of weeks he's really been kind of like yeah, coming again better. Yeah, swinging back, back on the upswing. <clears throat> a 45 basically from the field for Halliburton and forty from three. He got it up to forty. That's pretty good. He was like in the the high twenties, I think. Well, 40, 41, really. 41. And two turnovers, 12 points a game. Yeah, but the what, that none of that matters if the dude isn't shooting the freaking ball, you know what I mean? Yeah, really, truly. But at the same time, I mean, this doesn't excuse him not being able to shoot the damn ball, but, like, if they had a more effective big, like, especially, I feel like, at power forward, I feel like he'd be so much better, you know, setting guys up and then feeling more confident to shoot it when he gets a shot, when he gets a chance. But maybe that's just me. Yeah. I don't know. This, the roster construction just isn't good. Yeah. I mean, there was a ton of stuff that came out today as far as trades and everything. And one of the big ones was we already knew, but it's it's interesting to say that to see that they're like willing to put it out there again now is like they want to move Buddy and Bagley. So it's hard for me to say it's hard like really it's hard for me not to hold out on Fox without knowing what other guys' value is because 
I'm going to assume that Buddy and Bagley don't really have much value. And and if I had a sense of what, because, you know, the Pacers are trying to move their their guys now. And there's like three dudes on there that I think would be super good fits for the Kings. But I have no idea what what how to gauge their trade value. Like there hasn't really been rumors as far as possible deals or anything yet. So because I think Sabonis would be a huge difference maker. Like, that dude generates a lot more offense, both, like, primary and secondary. He scores, sets people up. He's a dog on the boards, and he could play power forward. So that shit would help out a lot, you know, like I was saying. It would help out um, fucking – can't think. So irritated, I can't think. It would help out um, – Tyrese? The center. Oh, well, on rebounds and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah, and then well, I feel yeah. like Turner Turner would really help too. Not as not in as many aspects, but just as far as like a defensive presence and with rebounding to an extent. And I feel like his value would probably be lower, definitely than Sabonis. But I have no way of knowing what. And if you could ditch, if you could, and those guys are both on pretty reasonable contracts. So if you could ditch, uh, Buddy and Bagley in a trade for one of those guys, and then also find a way to move like Tristan and um and absorb the contract of TJ Warren then when that dude comes back from injury like he could be a really solid forward off the bench like to take to balance out the minutes with Harrison and then you wouldn't have yeah. to ask him to do too much you know yeah but I think you saw the issue of having Holmes at center I mean, yeah, so... I mean, definitely, it would still be a it would still be an issue when you're playing like true bigs. But do you think having one of those two guys in Turner or Sabonis down low would help? I, if I were to get Turner, I just I don't want to be have him at the center position and get rid of Holmes for sure. Ditch Holmes, <laughs> Sabonis. I think you could add him. I mean, he might make you a little bit better, but you're still going to be pretty flawed. You still have like center position, like you're talking, and also like wing up. I mean, you'll, you'll move Harrison over, but I'm gonna. This guy, about that. this dude is so underrated. So underrated. Let me pull up his numbers. Sabonis. He, he's aver- yeah. He's averaging 18 points, four assists, and 12 rebounds. 12 fucking rebounds. How tall is this dude? And he's shooting sixty percent from the from the field and thirty one percent from three, so not good. But and also a steal a game. Six eleven. Six eleven. Yeah, see, same high as Cat. Really, I thought Cat was seven foot. Nine six eleven. I have to look that up because I think you're bullshitting. But the other team. I mean, it's not one specific player, but um, the other team that I think would be a really good trade partner for the Kings would be the Knicks because they're struggling a lot too and they have a lot of young talent that they seem ready to move on from. Because I'd be willing to take a shot on a guy like Knit, on uh, like a guy like a guy like Knox because I feel like you get him for the cheap. He feel he's a big forward. He'd feel the need that they have, and you can take it. You know, take the rest of the year to see how he develops. And 
if they if there was some way to get Knicks and and um, Mitchell, that would be like a dream come true in my opinion. Or even Jericho Sims, I actually like him a lot too. But I'd obviously rather have Mitchell. So I guess that kind of brings us to this one. This question about Lamar Alexander. What's up? He said, "At this point, do we know what could salvage the season? So, which one of these trades do you think would salvage this year's Sacramento Kings?" <sighs> I guess probably salvage. He probably means like getting into playing. Maybe making I don't I, I don't know it's hard for me to see the Kings making like the actual playoffs I could see them making a playing game but it's really so, hard for me to see them making the playoffs. So if I was going to narrow down to like a single player who I think would be the biggest difference maker, it would probably also be the person who I think is most unlikely to get at this point without giving up like a major haul, and I think Ben Simmons would be the answer there. Like. To get you into what the playoffs are playing. I mean, either one really. I think they could make the playoffs with him. Yeah, because that's their number one position of need. He makes a huge difference on on defense, which is like also their biggest need, and rebounding. So he fills all three didn't, holes in one. Didn't he also play center a couple times when uh, Embiid was out? I'm sure he could. It's like LeBron. It's just like LeBron playing center. Or, yeah, or like Magic. Because Magic can shoot threes either. <laughs> That's when dudes still dribble the ball like an inch off the ground. Yeah, yeah. but I, I, I want Simmons. I just know that if they do get him, they're going to have to give up Fox. Exactly. And I don't. I don't even know. Honestly, I don't even know if that's a good fit for the Sixers because Maxie's playing it super good right now. And just a, 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 just like as that the, that being the deal straight up, like Fox or Simmons, I don't know, bro. It's I don't know because Simmons flawed too. You know, like he's not he's not perfect. Simmons is flawed, but the reason why I, I would still do it is because like he's proven like he's been the All Star. He's been what first team All Defense. He's proven, yeah. As an individual, sure, he's more proven than Fox, too. But the other thing about it is, like, he's been on a way better team and he's been in the East, which also makes a big difference. He's not too much older than him either, right? He's only, like, if if maybe a year. He came in when Lonzo came in. And... No, Simmons came in with Ingram. Or, no, so sorry, I'm not talking. I'm, I'm, think, I'm thinking Fox. Fox came in when Lonzo came in, and that was, what, like, two or three? Three years after Ingram, yeah, but he was one of the older ones in the in that draft. Who was Fox? Well, older out of the out of like the younger players, if that makes sense. Out out of the one and dones. Yeah, but I don't care about that. So he, Simmons is twenty five years old, July twentieth, ninety six, and Fox is twenty four, right? I couldn't tell you that without looking, to be honest. Excuse me. Yeah, he is. Oh, he's only 23. December 20th. So he's like a year and a half younger. This dude young. This dude young. Yeah, I don't know. I'd I'd want him. I'd want to keep him. I don't know, man. I don't know. I just don't see a 
a trade that I would really like to get Simmons. Like, they're asking for way too much. But you don't think Mitchell, Mitchell Halliburton, Simmons, uh, Harrison, and Rashawn, I guess for now, is a is a better um, fit and a better roster than what they have now. Because you you don't you don't just lose Fox, like you lose Fox, you lose the playmaking. But then you also gain the defensive Mitchell in the starting lineup, and you gain the, the defensive uh, Simmons in the starting lineup, and the size of Simmons. And but you also lose like a good amount of scoring, like that. Like Simmons and Mitchell is not going to make up the amount of scoring that you lose with Fox. Well, Simmons averages seventeen in the game, right? Sixteen. And Mitchell, the thing with Simmons, like he he's able to to draw the defense and give his his uh, players like wide open shots. Fox is pretty good at that as well. But Simmons, you you, you can't tell me how Fox is a better passer than Simmons, though, dude. I'm not just, saying he's a better passer, but he does average more assists. Yeah, but just with the size, he could see more of the court. Okay, but he still, but Fox still gets averages more points and more assists. So, what's your point? The only category that that he's like marginally better in is well, defense overall, but rebounding. So you gain a couple boards a game, definitely. Like really, actually, like four. And you get or it'll probably be more than that because he he has that many rebounds, but that's with them beat on the team. And so you get better defensively. You lose some assists, and you lose a good like ten plus points a game. Yeah, but you don't think they can make up like as a as a team make up for it? Not really. Why would I think that? You don't think there'll be like more ball movement instead of because right now what the team does is just sit there and watch Fox. You don't they'll think that's what they're going to do with Simmons? No, because he's not the, he's not that type of shooter. So I think I think the coach will be forced to put like some type of system with movement and which will be better for the shooters and more screens stuff like that. Because Simmons is, is a pretty good screener, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah, I mean, that's fair to say. So I think it kind of forces the coach to um, put in a different type of offense with more movement. And I think that I just feel like he impacts, he has a bigger impact on the game than Fox does. And I feel like he has a higher IQ, basketball IQ, (laughs) than Fox does. I feel like your ceiling with Simmons is, is higher than your ceiling with Fox. Really? That makes sense. When it comes down to playoffs, what do you what would you rather have? A bucket getter or a guy who's like honestly I mean scared to shoot it at times? I mean But he's also like a lockdown defender. What would you rather have, bro? A guy who's gonna get buckets or a guy who's scared to shoot it? 
because that makes a big difference come playoff time. Like, you need someone to put the damn ball in the basket, you know? And that yeah. on, on Kings, that is by far and away number one, like De'Aaron. You know, the number two option is a pretty big drop off, and Simmons is not going to be replacing that. So you need another scorer. Like, imagine having to rely on Buddy as your primary scorer in the playoff. No, well, the way I'm, I'm kind of envisioning it. I think it'd be more like Mitchell's trying to take that spot over. But trying, trying to, he hasn't even proved that he can do that yet in the regular season. I'm not saying that he can. I'm not doubting him, but like he hasn't proven that yet. So, am I willing to take a chance on on that? Rather, well, than, rather than you, trying to keep a guy who I know can score. Yeah, but how how are you going to build the team around Fox without giving him a build the team good enough to get to the playoffs? Well, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot more information that I would need to have as far as what the value of these other guys are. Like when, when dominoes start falling, like everyone wants to blow it up and get picks and look to the draft now. But like where the Kings are at, I think they'd be better off trying to move the ugly contracts, the vet guys and like ditch their picks to get a couple more difference makers. Yeah, well, because they ask you this question then. They've been so damn shitty that the guys they do have that are their best players don't even have the value that they would need. But go ahead. What's your question? Would you rather have Fox, the team, as like it's constructed, minus like Holmes and maybe some picks or something? Oh. for And add Sabonis? Would you rather have that, that team or would you rather have Mitchell, Halliburton, uh, Simmons, Barnes, Sabonis. And Sabonis? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd rather have that team. Let's say it yeah. again? Wait, so hold on, pause. I'm confused. Who would we be given? Who would we be giving up to get Simmons and Sabonis? Well, let's just say like they give up Holmes and Picks because that's what they're looking for, right? Picks. For Sabonis? Yeah. Okay. And, and, and give up yeah, that... Simmons? No, no, no. Well, I'm saying would you rather have the team how it is now with Fox, uh, Halliburton, Arkless, I guess, um, Harrison, and then Sabonis? Would you rather have that team or would you rather have Mitchell Halliburton? You make the trade for Simmons by trading Fox and maybe like Buddy and something else. And then uh, so you'll have... Uh, Mitchell, Halliburton, Simmons, Harrison, Sabonis. So, so the starting lineup would be Mitchell, Halliburton, Barnes, Simmons, Sabonis. Yeah, versus Fox, Halliburton. But but we wouldn't have Buddy coming off the bench. For that team? Right. Uh, well, it depends what the Sixers want. So basically, we wouldn't. If in that case, we wouldn't have shit coming off the bench. We'd have no bench. Well, it depends, I guess, because I don't know if if the Sixers would do Fox for Simmons straight up. Well, how am I supposed to answer this question when you're not even giving me a clear picture? So yeah, let's just say they trade, um, <clears throat> they trade Buddy and Fox. You know that there's a rumor that came out that. that 
Thibault might be involved, right? Yeah, I've seen that shit, but I'm not buying it. But that was for if they added Buddy. So let's just do Fox and some other filler. I don't know, like a pick. And then you trade Holmes and more picks to the Pacers and you have uh, Simmons Sabonis in the lineup. But you saw Buddy off the bench. And and Bagley off the bench? Let's say you throw Bagley in one of the trades. So you oh just have Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking, you have Buddy off the bench and that's it. And you have Mitchell, Halliburton, Barnes, Simmons, and Sabonis as the starters. Yeah. yeah. And then start start Ramsey or some shit. Like you'd have to you'd have to use your G League guys. Because I'm assuming there were what for the bench? I'm assuming you're saying no other trades would be going down. That would just that would be the roster. I'm really just talking about like starters for now. As far as if you're saying just the starting lineup, then yeah, I'd rather have that. I'd rather have if you're if it's Sabonis and Simmons, fuck yeah, I'd rather have that. Like I can say that confidently. If that was the deal on the table right now, you swap Holmes and picks for Sabonis and you swap Fox for Simmons, I think that'd be worth it. I think that'd be a really good team. They so probably, they'd probably still get their shit slapped by the Jazz or something, but <laughs> if they went to the finals. So, so would you say that the team would have a higher upside if they got Simmons then? And Sabonis? Well, just in general, I'll just say Simmons for now. Like, is it easier to build around Simmons or is it easier to build around Fox? Fuck, man. You ask stupid questions. Um, <laughs> so, just because it's a hard question, I mean, it's stupid. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I don't know, man. Like, either way, the same, you're going to have the same issue. Is you have to have shooters around them. Like if you had, if you had the if you had the team around Fox, that Simmons has had around him since he's been in the league, besides like his first year or whatever, maybe first two years, I think Fox would be way more successful. But they're both on max contracts, but I don't know, bro. I don't know. I think I'd rather build around if 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 that was it. If that was your only starting piece and you just have whatever, all your picks and all your money to build around that, I think I'd rather have Fox, to be honest. Because the numbers, like, there's not that much disparity between the numbers and Fox has a better attitude. Fox is like, neither one of them is a great leader, you know? It's not like you're starting a team with, like, LeBron or Giannis and they're just going to be the the alpha male no matter what. Like, you'd need... A really, 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 really solid Robin to your Batman. So I don't feel like the difference is that big. But if your question is starting a team with Fox or Simmons and Sabonis, then definitely the latter. Well, the question is really Fox and Sabonis or Simmons and Sabonis. That's kind of what we're talking about. The pieces that the Kings have, I I feel like fit better around Sabonis and Simmons, right? The pieces that they have right now, yeah, yeah, I'd say so, yeah. But they so that would be the quicker 
that would be the quicker turnaround, quicker rebuilds. But the thing about that is like you're still you're gonna be hurting for offense in that situation more. Because you're not gonna have no type of spacing. Your your number one spacer is your number one and two spacers are super inconsistent. Like look at Barnes numbers and Halliburton won't shoot the damn ball. So who the fuck is gonna shoot the ball from beyond? Well, I feel yeah. The the reason why I think like Simmons and Simmons will work really good with the team is because Howard Burton, his IQ with Simmons IQ would be fucking really fun to watch. I agree with and, that. I won't and argue. And also, also like if Simmons is fucking passing him the ball and he's wide open, like Simmons is going to be like telling him to shoot. Even though, yeah, like, he's going to be telling fucking Simmons to shoot and he's not going to do it. <laughs> No, but Halliburton's gonna he, he's gonna have like no choice but to shoot, if that makes sense. You know, like, he's not gonna be able to kick about, the box. That's what they've been saying about about Ben for the last four fucking years. Yeah, but Halliburton at least shoots though. I feel like now he's passive because he feels like he has other scores on the team. But that's a two way street. Like if Simmons is gonna throw to Halliburton and expect him to shoot, like it's gotta go both ways. The thing that the way I envision it is like a fucking <clears throat> a pick and roll with with uh, Simmons handling the ball up top, mm-hmm. and then pick and roll with Halliburton. Like you're either gonna have to run, you're gonna have to send both people at Simmons to try to stop the the roll, or you're gonna have to fucking try to go one on one. I mean, you're either gonna have to throw, you're gonna have to. There's going to be space one way or the other because you're either going to have to run at Halliburton at the three mm. or, or you're going to have to um, try to wall off Simmons going towards the basket. Well, it sounds a lot more deadly with Sabonis because Sabonis is actually a really like high IQ player too and Duke can shoot from the mid-range or also go to the rack. So that shit's even more deadly with him in there. And then Mitchell, uh, Davion is like not afraid to shoot, so he'll be spotted up. That dude's Ready. definitely going to have to raise his percentages, though, in order for that lineup to be effective. And same with Barnes. Like, both of those dudes would have to be get substantially better shooting the three, like, more consistent. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that I don't think there would be an issue with spacing on that team. Yeah, but I don't understand really why you're saying that. Just because they have – They'll have Harrison, they'll have Mitchell, and they'll have... But it's an issue uh, right now, and they have those same guys. Yeah, but the the person that's taking the most shots is Fox. You'll have Simmons taking less shots, and you'll have those better shooters taking more threes. But Fox is taking threes, but... The, you still need someone to shoot the damn ball, though. Harrison just shot what, one, what, fucking one of nine? Two of nine? What did I say? And fucking one of six from three? Like that cannot happen with that lineup. That can't happen now, actually, either. But even more. But how was the uh, how was the spacing frame? Was he being guarded good? The spacing or... was stupid and ugly, like it always is. So was yeah. So do you have somebody in his face, or was he like shooting wide open shots? I mean, I wouldn't say he was getting a ton of wide open shots, but it wasn't like he was getting completely smothered. I don't know. I just feel like with Simmons, you'll get more wide open shots, especially if you add Sabonis. I think that that team could be pretty freaking good. Right, and I'm not I'm not arguing that they would get more shots. I'm just concerned that they would get more shots and not make them. 
because that would be the that would be like the nightmare you know that would ruin the whole entire well at that point is when you go and you gotta trade those guys for people are gonna make the fucking shots <laughs> yeah well that's the that's the part that ain't so easy bro that's the part that ain't all that easy I would say try to trade for Brogdon, Brogdon but you can't trade for him this year you just, I think you just signed an extension, so he can't be traded until next year. You would need a pretty solid sniper. So if they still had Buddy, like they could do some sick lineups with with him, like him and him and Simmons. Yeah, that'd be pretty. That'd be yeah. The thing solid. is, like, if you do bring those guys over, the defense would be good enough that you could live with Buddy in the starting lineup, perhaps. But I feel like a lot, a lot of guys do more damage from that position, like from the two and the three. So a three, Ben could probably guard, but like he can't just go out there and guard every All Star too. No, I'm saying you're gonna have Davion out there. Well, same thing. Like if it's a like the like some of the best two guards are pretty big dudes. Like Davion is is hurting in the height category. Like Clay would fucking torch him, but Clay's gonna torture everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a, he should be coming back soon, huh? They said they want to have him back by about Christmas time. We'll see. Yeah, but with all this said, we're only two days away from December fifteenth when it, that's the day where teams can start trading like all the players that they sign in the off season. So that's probably when we'll start seeing movement. You think it's just going to go nuts, like at, at right at the? I don't. I don't know if like right away, but well, maybe because it, it seems like teams are already talking. Yeah. But um, I'm not sure if if they're like. I think they are allowed to talk about it, but they're not allowed to execute it until that time. I don't think it's like the like tampering, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that bullshit works. Because it's not free agency. It's just teams talking within each, with each other. Right. Like saying, when the time comes, like, let's do this trade. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm still thinking about um, who else you could add into that lineup. Like, TD. To- how would TD play in that lineup? Would you have to bring up Ramsey and tell him to go crazy, shoot the ball? To oh, to the Sims lineup? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think there's like another player that they could throw in, right? Who? I mean, they're saying thigh ball, but would you rather dude's not a bucket? I'd rather have Mac. He, he's actually been I think he's been shooting pretty good this year from three. I'd rather have Maxi, I think, for that lineup. But you, you can't get Maxi from <laughs> No, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's realistic. I'm just saying like for a fit. Let me pull him up. The other thing would be and this would be more complicated because he's making more money, but I think I already said it. Um a dude who is a straight bucket and actually pretty serviceable defensively is TJ Warren. And if they're going to clean house, then that would include him. Thibault's 48 from the field and 29 from three. So you're tripping for his career, right? But no, for the season, this, this season for the season. 
5.7 points a game, one assist, and two rebounds. But damn, almost two steals and a block. Yeah, I think he got first team on defense last year. Dude is pretty savage defensively. But yeah, how do you feel about TJ Warren? Am I just tripping with that one or? With TJ Warren? Yeah. Um, what was his injury again? I can't remember. You know what? I don't know. I'd have to look. I think I think it was his. I don't know. I have to look. Was it like a ACL or something? That's what I was thinking, but I'm really not sure. Oh, it says foot. I think he broke his foot. Broke his foot. Um, he's not really big, so. No, but he's a small forward, six eight, a good size. No, I'm saying like you know how big is like that's like their. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's like their career injuries. That's the death but, um, I don't know. I think it wouldn't hurt to have him out here. It wouldn't hurt to have that type of. Uh, that type of uh, dang dude, sword. Dude is a bucket. Dude is a bucket. I'm trying potential. to potential. Yeah, it's a potential coming off the bench. I'm trying to see. He's my age. I'm trying to see if I can find his stats from last time he played. Yeah, he's pretty good. I remember he's a pretty good scorer. Damn. But how old? You think they're going to try to get rid of him too? Well, they're saying clean house. So I don't know why they wouldn't, but I'm really not sure. I don't don't think that was a wording though. I think uh, wasn't the wording like uh, because I know when they were talking about Sabonis and Turner, they were saying that they're looking at getting rid of one of them. So they wanted to keep one. 53 from the floor, 53 54% from the floor, 40 from three. Um, free throw, 80, 81% from the free throw line, four rebounds, 1.5. What's his age? 1.2 steals, half a block. He's, he's motherfucking 28. And 20 points a game. What did you yeah. ask me? I said, what's his age? No, before that. He's 28. Um, I don't remember. I think he's getting paid 12. Oh, I was saying, so how would you... You're saying, like, throw him in that trade? So what, what would you throw in for him, though? Well, that's the thing that I'm saying. Like, I don't know what they want, you know? So I really can't answer that. And he's been hurt for a minute. He's older. His contract isn't amazing, but it's not terrible. So, like... Before his injury, I think they could have really got something for him. Now, I don't feel like they could ask that much for him. So, I don't know if you can't trade him, right? Why wouldn't you be able to? Because the injury? Yeah. I don't know if you can't trade an injury player like that. There's certain stipulations that I don't fully really understand, so I don't know. But he, um, if but as he, a player, yeah, he'd be, he'd be a good uh, low... Low risk, like, high low, reward. Yeah, low risk, high reward. Yeah. Um, if you gave him like a like a young guy like Bagley and a couple picks, I don't I don't know. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't even know what they want for 
Sabonis. So I can't say what they would be willing to take for both of them. But I would assume, like, give them, give them Bagley, maybe give them one more young guy that the teams aren't really using, and give them, like, two picks, two firsts. Like, I would assume that would be enough for both of them, right? Or Sabonis and... And TJ Warren. Give them Holmes. I don't know. Why would they want Holmes, bro? That's the thing. Just have a center throughout there. If they're trying to go young and rebuild, like I don't see them having to use for that kind of guy. But if it if that's what it took, hell yeah, throw him in there. Just get rid of Holmes. <laughs> it's not like I hate Holmes. I'm just, but for for one of these guys, I think it'd be worth it. I just think they gotta. I don't hate Holmes either, but I just think they gotta get rid of him. I feel like they're they're clinging on to him too much, and it's kind of holding them back from uh, constructing a better roster. Hmm, interesting. I'm trying to find the wording for that damn thing. What they want to do? It's really pissing me off. For who? For what the their the Pacers like? What are the, I said? Clean house, and you said you didn't think that's what was it. No, it's like uh, reconstruct pretty much. I should have followed this Pacers page earlier. They got all the shit on it. Yeah, I actually listened to some guy talking about the Pacers earlier. Like he was saying that he doesn't think they're going to go full rebuild. That they're just going to do like a kind of like a facelift. Yeah, well, it's too far back, so I can't even find it. But so we kind of we kind of talked about this, but uh, somebody else on Bleacher Report, the franchise seventy three said Simmons trade a must. Because no one on this team is good enough. <laughs> then he said, "Heart rid of Fox." I think he meant like get rid of Fox. Zero H A R T. See, I don't pay those illiterate people no mind. And then there's uh this random guy because I asked for hot takes, uh, statements, questions. Where was this at? I didn't see you do that. On um, Bleacher Report, fifty three Niners said. The Kings still suck. <laughs> cool. Appreciate that super productive input that helps so much. Some definitely needs to change. I for me the biggest thing is I need to see what type of value uh, Buddy and Bagley have, both individually and like as a package. Um if if anything, those two guys, I think regardless of the record and like how the team what's your if the team's gonna tank or if they're still gonna try to be competitive like I think they'd be okay ditching both of those guys that wouldn't really make that much difference so whether you're just getting picks or whether you're getting like some projects for down the road I just want to see what they could get yeah and, and then go from there because either you can use those assets for a different trading package or you can figure out what but, type of value they hold for like a bigger piece? Well, that's the thing that kind of like um, makes me hesitate. That buddy would be a nice piece for for a trade for a bigger piece. I agree. He's a yeah, hundred percent. And so, especially the way he was playing earlier, but now he's starting to fall off. So it's like kind of screwing him. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, I wouldn't want to just trade him just to get rid of him yet. I would wait like close to to the deadline. Hmm. 
and then see if like if you could get like a better player and use him because his salary's his salary for a shooter is actually not too bad and his salary goes down after each year. So the the contract's not too bad. He like it's pretty average for like a pretty good shooter in the league. So I would for now, I mean Bagley is Bagley like just get rid of him. <laughs> like, that's just, how that's how you feel, really? I mean, I've been I've been a little bit higher on Bagley, but at the same time, I feel, I think like it's not going to work out anymore in Sacramento, especially like after his camp and all that, all the stuff they're saying. And they they came out and said it this year again after after Bagley has he like bought in and all that. So I mean, yeah, that's what I, I think mean. That's what moving. You just gotta move on. That's what I've been waiting to hear you say. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I was hoping they'd give him some minutes and like he could really come up and prove something, but he hasn't. So um, I mean, he's, he's been playing decent, but he hasn't been like crazy good. I'm concerned about his value. You know, I feel like people are gonna be like, "You should be paying us to take him at this point." But I think we pretty much touched on everything, right? Yeah, bro, you got to be up at like three a.m., bro. Get out of here. Yeah, so uh, we'll probably we'll probably have another episode after the fifteenth for sure. I would say. Yeah, my, my maybe after open. the first trade. My schedule first opened up a trade. lot more, so I'll be able to record more now. I, we should do a, like a mini episode on the fifteenth just to see like address rumors and stuff, and then if trades start popping off on the fifteenth or sixteenth or whatever, like the first day where they really start popping off, we should do another episode. Yeah, so um, you guys follow us, Kings Outsiders, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere pretty much. I'm going to start uh, really putting it on Instagram every time we're going to drop an episode or just little things on Instagram. Yeah, so it's, been, it's been a rough stretch for us, man. Sorry about this. A lot of errors in this episode, but man, it's not much to go off of right now. Yeah, but thank you guys for listening. Go Kings and go trade deadline. <laughs> More I like go Monty to do something. Right. And hey, Luke and Vadi, you suck.